zealous, zealous state of mind. This is the zealous state of mind. The zealous state of mind. Yeah, it's the state of mind. Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to the Zealous State of Mind podcast. You're the Guru Keynes, also a part of the West West Network. Today's guest is a good friend from the CrossFit Arena. He is the owner and operator of CrossFit Kia Maya. He's a husband, father, a student, constantly learning. Welcome to the show, Lachlan McLeod. How are you going? Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> nah, th- thanks for coming over. It's, it's been cool uh, following... Uh, your journey, obviously in person, and then also online as well. Uh, see, they're always uh, learning, growing. You know, even coming into the box now. Um, see, there's been some awesome improvements from the last time I was here. So, now nah, it's really cool to see see your journey, man. Um, yeah, before we get into the training and stuff like that, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about where you're from, your background, and all this stuff, and then we'll get into the, the fun. Um, yeah. So originally from Australia, um, Sydney. Uh, grew up on the northern beaches and then went, um, pretty much played league um, and worked over there as a landscaper and then got asked to go over and play um, football uh, in London with a few mates of mine and we uh, travelled around uh, London and then Europe. Never really ended up playing football that year so um, met my now wife instead so I'm um, kind of met her while I was uh, traveling around in the Czech Republic and went back to London didn't play footy and yeah soon after that moved back from London to Sydney and men made the jump over here um, yeah that was about it had our um, first kid Um, and then yeah got into CrossFit in 2000 and is it 11? 11. 11, <laughs> yeah. 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, Northern Beaches. That's yeah. a nice spot, man. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. We, we weren't on the beaches. We're about uh, 30 minutes drive from a beach, but yeah. yeah, still. Do you go back sometimes? Is it? Yeah, we do. I mean, I haven't been back there since oh, Christmas two years ago, but um, yeah, we'll maybe go back this year, but I don't know how that's looking yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, Are you a Kiwi now that you've been in for so long? Or? Uh, I guess it depends. If it's if it's rugby league, I'm Australian. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. Um, no, I, I like New Zealand. Um, I can't see myself moving back to Sydney. What about the All Blacks and Aussie? You're All Black? Uh, to be honest, the way the Wallabies are going, I think I've um, gone back to my, my father's... <laughs> Heritage and supporting Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, because I'm, I'm Aussie as well, but I was I moved over here when I was like 12 or something, 12, 13. So yeah. similar sort of thing, but I've made New Zealand my home and that as well yeah. sort of thing. Does it feel like home here? Like, oh, you've said it obviously, but... Yeah, yeah, to be honest, I, I like it. Um, there's a lot of... I kind of I kind of say that what happens here in Auckland is kind of like five to seven years behind of what Sydney you see in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, you're Not, right. Yeah. Um, more the development around the housing and and like the roading and and just the population expanding. Um, 
But in saying that, New Zealand's very far ahead in, in some things that you see here that you're not going to see in Sydney. Um, and I think it it's just a lot... Yeah, it's... I think it's easy to forget that you are still on a small island. Mm. Like New Zealand is a small island yeah. compared to what you see in Australia, but how far developed we are here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think um, it's good. And I mean, like we've got our business here now and, you know, so um, yeah. yeah, I guess it is home. The girls love it. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it's, I say it's cold, but I don't think we're really... Not too bad. It's not eh? too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the footy, man. So you're pretty serious into your footy as well. Yeah, you went over there and um, had a bit of a crack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up. I mean, my dad was a coach. Um, my brother, my older brother, he played. He was quite a good player. So I think as soon as I could walk, um, <laughs> my dad strapped boots on. I remember I was four, playing under sixes. Um, so. Not the greatest year. Uh, I think I spent half the year running the right way and <laughs> and not tackling my own players. But from there, I think we developed and um, we ended up having a real good team throughout being a kid all the way up. And, and I think where we grew up, we grew up in, um, we weren't, my dad was an administrator for the Navy, um, not in the Navy, but he, he did all the administration. So where we grew up was a lot of Navy kids. Mm. Um, so it was a real good environment to um, to grow up in. There was um, so many Navy kids that we grew up with. And then out of those 10 kids, I think seven seven of us went on to play at one stage representative football, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for Manly or, or rugby. And so it was a real good environment to grow up in. And Did you have the same team throughout and your dad as the coach? <sighs> no, nah, dad never coached me. He coached my brother. Um, oh, right. But one of my real good mates... Um, his dad coached us and then we pretty much went from under under fives all the way up to under 16s together. Yeah. Um, and then we went into the under 19s and then a lot of us went up into A grade. Your mate yeah. wasn't getting player of the year every year, was he? From uh, his dad? <laughs> to be honest, he was he was probably one of our better players. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was deserved. It was deserved. Because you hear deserved. stories of that, eh? Like, the, you know, the, the dad... Um, Coaching, you know, son or daughter, and yeah, they getting a few more accolades than they should be. <laughs> no, nah, he was good. He, he, he oh, no, nah, he was legit. Yeah, yeah, he grew up around the corner from me, so there was always he was the captain, I was the vice captain, um, and then he was the main kicker, and I was like the the the, the other kicker. So yeah. it was it was good because he was, was playing that, the balls, like yeah, it was that rivalry. Yeah. So um, you we always tried to outdo each other, so it was actually really good. And then you had your other mates who would um come down and play front yard or backyard footy with us and yeah. always ended up in a few kind of punch-ups and <laughs> sent home with bloody noses and, and yeah. the rest. Yeah, but other than that, it was good. It was um, very rarely spent any time inside. Yeah. Um, always playing football. And even when my brother, when my mates weren't around, I was, I was trying to play footy against my brother's older mates and pretty much just grew up with it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool, man. Um, playing front yard and... It, it doesn't happen so much now, eh? No, yeah, I, yeah, and that's what I was saying to man. Come um, home when it's like dark or something like that, you know, come inside and... Yeah, I mean, I very rarely see any kids on our street playing anymore. Yeah. Um, I think when we're all growing up, you'd be out on the street playing football or playing like um, cricket. 
Yeah, I was cricket as well, and cricket then, and, and footy, depending and, on the year, yeah. right? Yeah. And if a, if a car came home, you'd you'd pull your bins out yeah. in and, and then push it back out or... Yeah, you very, very rarely see that. Yeah, we smashed a few windows for the years of the cricket and the neighbours um, getting angry at us and stuff, but yeah, oh, that was good times. There's always that scene like out of Sandlot Kids yeah. where you hit the ball over and there's that scary dog and you, you, you're kind of sending your little mate over to get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. And we had those neighbours that are old and um, like retired and they got nothing else to do and they just sort of like try to pick on you, you know? Yeah, yeah, we get that all the time. Yeah. And what position were you in footy? Um, yeah, this was a interesting one, and I was kind of that guy who started off the season in second row, and then I might go to Lucy, and then play a few games as five eight, and then centre. So, um, Anasta. <laughs> I don't really like Brayton Anasta. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I like to think myself as a. Older version of Jack Whiten. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's huge. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was normally a second row or Lucy. Um, and then kind of if there was any injuries, I could always, I'd always kind of go into a 5'8 a kind of role or, yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever thought of um, like getting the footy coaching or – in the past or anything like that or um i have thought about it yeah but um and then i always kind of thought after i'd play you know if i'd have a son i'd probably coach him but ended up having three girls (laughs) um and every girl i've said oh you should have a couple of years playing rugby league just to give me that but um my two oldest ones they haven't really budged yet but i'm working on my youngest so (laughs) Maybe. I, I wouldn't mind coaching. Um Yeah. I did a little bit of I did a little bit of coaching when I was at Rangitoto um doing the sports academy stuff up there. And yeah. then I did some strength and conditioning for North Coat Tigers yeah, when yeah. I first started out yeah. PTing. But um yeah, it's not off the cards, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. But it'll be what level I go in at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that because I got two girls, so yeah. I can't live my dream, footy dreams, <laughs> really. No. Girls as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's tough. And then you went overseas, did a bit of uh, footy tra- traveling, and, and met your wife over there. Yeah, well, um, had a mate over there playing um, up north, just out of London, and he got us. He contacted about five of us to all go over and and play for him, and that was the plan. So we all packed up, went to London. And um, ended up before the season started doing a three-month backpack around Europe and went to all different countries and, and met, uh, went to went to Czech Republic, went to Prague and that's where I bumped into my wife um, and then um, stayed in touch with her while I was still traveling. So she went back, she was working in London at the time, mm. um, stayed in touch with her and then I kind of got over traveling I wanted to just get back and work and and play some footy and then um then I moved in with her kind of never moved out (laughs) crashed on the couch yeah yeah. um for a couple of weeks in an apartment in a three-bedroom apartment with 14 Brazilians whoa and me and Amanda and so yeah it was a pretty were they dudes or were they? There was a there was there was a mix. So a couple of dudes, a couple of um, females, and and it was it was busy. So it was a four bedroom apartment in London, um, 
three or four bedroom. I think it was three, but yeah. they somehow made it into a fourth. Yeah. Um, we had our own bedroom. And yeah, kind of never moved out. Went up to two training sessions uh, for the team. And it just took us like an hour and a half, two hours um, to get way. there yeah. and then come back. And kind of just wasn't worth it yeah. um, for me. And plus on that first night I did, we went up there and then I had to catch the tube home, uh, stop at four different places. And then the train broke down um, and got rerouted. And, and the, I got dropped off in West Ham um, on, on a football night where West Ham were versus Chelsea. And there was, I went up the top of the tube station and um, called up Amanda. I was like, how do I get home from here? And she was directing me. And all of a sudden you hear these chants coming down one side of the street and chants coming down the other. And there was a full-on soccer ride about to start. So I was True. Just, yeah, I got home. I was like, I'm not playing. That I'm not doing that. So <laughs> ended up having a season off. Did you go to the game, the soccer or that, the football? Not that game. Um, <laughs> I did go to one, but it was like a real low one. So it was Reading versus Fulham. Oh, right? yeah, so yeah. there's no risk of yeah, any kind of... But yeah. even that was pretty like... The atmosphere around that's pretty pretty cool. But, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of... I don't know. It's always in the back of my head if I should have played or not. But, you know, I think I enjoyed my time over there. Yeah. And then went back to Sydney, had a year playing there again um, for my old club and then moved over here and ended up playing for North Coast Tigers yeah yeah, yeah. Was, so it was obviously footy was the dream um, growing up but did you have other stuff there as a little kid that you wanted to do or uh, no it was always I think it was always that Sydney kind of dream being an NRL player yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but you know 20s 21s you kind of if you're not in the development or if you're not in that that representative team, I think you you end up going the other way of hanging out with your mates and, yeah. and partying and, and traveling. So for me, I chose to travel. Yeah. Um, and then when I came here, I just played, just enjoyed it. Kind of kind of actually played rugby league to come over here just to meet people because mm. I didn't know anyone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, played, played there. Northcote was awesome. Real good club. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, played Fox for those guys and then um, ended up having a season off and then went to Glenfield went for, a, for a muck around season yeah, to yeah. finish off. Yeah. And then that's sort of how you transition into CrossFit and all that um, stuff? No, I actually, I actually, yes. So I went to Glenfield, um, then started getting into Olympic weightlifting mm. and just saw it, kind of really enjoyed it and wanted to learn it. Um, and around that time was I started to do personal training um, and then from personal training we did a real basic course and then from there I kind of that's when I found the Olympic weightlifting and tuned in for my first CrossFit Games because it was televised on yeah, ESPN yeah. so I remember watching that and I was like that's pretty cool mm. um, so I researched a CrossFit gym in my area and thought it would be a good off-season thing to do just stay in right, stay right. in shape and 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 learn how to lift and that a bit because i was always in and out of gyms but doing the old bench and tries and you know skip leg day because your legs are too sore to play on the weekends for yeah. football and were you always like curious of the gym because like i found that i didn't realize at the time but i was always 
quite curious and like I used to take um like try to take supplements and try to look for shortcuts and and I was yeah I was I was really curious with the gym were you similar or not really? or yeah yeah we were, we were real lucky I mean when where we in our football club so we were probably our our football club was probably one of the strongest on the northern beaches and um we got a lot of ex ARL and NRL players come mm. to us when they retired so we got to have when we were in 15s and 16s they got like Gary Larson and Mark Soden and a lot of the yeah. old school players to do gym programs for us, yeah. for our, us juniors. So we got pushed in there. And then my best, one of my best mates in school, his dad was um, really into bodybuilding and stuff mm. um, when we were growing up. So we used to go to his house and, and train there. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much from 15 onwards, I was always in the gym and then... Um, yeah, so I think from an early age I was training, and then my bro- being having my older brother, so five years, yeah, um, older than me, he was kind of in the gym scene too. So I would follow him through, and yeah, and then I was lucky enough he had um, a lot of mates that were into like supplements and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I kind of got interested in that from yeah. an early age, and then that just kind of developed on throughout. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then everywhere I've gone to, there's always been a gym that I've kind of found or done. Um, and then, yeah, so the bodybuilding thing. And then when I started to PT, I really got interested into strength and conditioning, Olympic lifting, found um, a CrossFit gym nearby and kind of called up my coach. when he. Oh, actually, my coach called me to come back for another season. I was like, nah, I found this crossfit thing <laughs> um i'm gonna do that now and then kind of never went back from to rugby league so i think my coach here hates crossfit yeah 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 um and i love it and and i think the best thing i found was i was only doing it for about six or seven months and then we had the invite sent out for battle of the fittest right 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 and i couldn't like i thought i was okay but then going backstage and obviously having guys like you and and like the old guys like Aaron James, the older school guys like Aaron James and, and that was just next level. So I think going in where I was and thinking I was okay because I was okay in the gym to seeing like those guys and you yourself <laughs> as the next <laughs> level, I was, there was so much more kind of to grow yeah. and to... to, to um to push in and and that's what i like about it i think that's what's kept me coming back for yeah. more and, Did, were you yeah. just teaching yourself uh in those early days just in the global gym the crossfit thing yeah yeah nah nah so when i first started crossfit i was terrible my mobility was shocking yeah. um i remember in the first week of doing it and i think i don't know why i signed up for it because in the first week i did it i think i did nancy as a benchmark <laughs> And when I say that, I literally did a four, five rounds of a 400-meter run and then holding a broomstick out yeah, because I couldn't get it overhead and kind of squatting with that. And then couldn't... With a stick coming forward every rep? <laughs> Man, I didn't even get it over my head. It was like eye <laughs> yeah, level yeah, yeah. holding it there. <laughs> and then I think a week later we did Fran. And I was like, this is simple. Like... What, is that all we have to do? 21, 15, 9, thrusters and full-ups. And the coach is like, yep. And I was like, okay, let me at it. Yeah. So I started the thrusters, did that. 
and then started doing strict pull-ups, <laughs> as we all do. <laughs> and it was bad. Half strict pull-ups. Ha- <laughs> ha- yeah, because I couldn't extend my elbow. And um, my first coach called me Lockout Lockie <laughs> because I couldn't lock out. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was... Um, so that was my that was my intro to CrossFit and um but it was the more the community so I think it was that team you can still get that team camaraderie like you do in league but you 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 you're kind of in a gym it's competitive but you it's it's kind of like being in a sport team still mm. um and that's how I got into CrossFit so yeah man I think back to the early days like because I, I was similar to you I transitioned from rugby to CrossFit like similar thing like yeah. I was playing rugby full on and then started doing CrossFit a little bit, but yeah. still playing. And then I eventually just switched over. But I remember those early days, maybe the first maybe two, three years, I was just throttling, eh? Like every day, like I was just, I'm wondering if like there's going to be something else, uh, another sport maybe I haven't played or something I haven't done that's going to make me feel the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because footy was like that, but it was only on the game. Like you could only play. Yeah, you know, Saturday. I guess it was the same, but it was yep. only once once a week. Whereas CrossFit was like every day. It was like in a drug. It was. That's you know? what, yeah. yeah. That's how I found it. You'd go early days, you would turn up to class and you'd do it, and then you'd pretty much go home and watch YouTube. Class. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watched the CrossFit Journal too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. YouTube, CrossFit Journal, yeah. Yeah, and then because I, cause I was a PT, I kind of did that, and I just, I was like, I could coach, I, I would, I'd love to coach this. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was only doing it for like six months <laughs> Yeah. and then I was, I was coaching and, and I was real lucky for my, for our head coach then to give me the, the opportunity and, um, but yeah, you, I was always researching it and, and that was then I was still PTing people, but then that was kind of where I wanted to go. Like you I wanted to teach Olympics. Just making team. them do wards and stuff? Oh, I couldn't. So <laughs> oh, I, okay. I PTed in this like 24 seven gym down the bottom of an apartment block and you couldn't even lift a weight above oh, your head. Right, yeah, so yeah. Um, I tried to, but it was like... Just didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Um, and I think some of the clients are like, you want me to do what? Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, then, yeah, kind of... Um, you you got... You started uh, teaching CrossFit and then have, what about the opening the box and all that? How did that go down with the missus? And I know you had a family pretty young too, like around that time as well. That would have been pretty big. Yeah, well, we moved here because my wife was pregnant with our first. Yeah. Um, so we opened a gym when she was three, two, yeah. two or three, and we had another one on the way. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was um, my timing for 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 career changes is, is is not the greatest. I think when I was when I became a PT, I um our oldest daughter was due in a couple of months. <laughs> so I was like landscaping through the day, studying at night and then I was PTing in the morning, landscaping through the day and PTing at night. And then when I came to open the gym, we didn't even mean to open a gym. Mm. Um so I left my coaching role. Um and I didn't know what to do after I left that. And I was just training in my garage. So I went and got like one of those real rustic garage gym weight sets, yeah, you know, yeah. that everyone got. So I was like a rusty ass barbell that didn't spin and, and bumper plates that you couldn't really drop. 
um, that I reckon weigh more than what they say on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always heavier, right? <laughs> they're real heavy. <laughs> yeah. And started training there. And then I had a few mates message me and they're like, oh, what are you doing for training? And I was like, oh, I'm just out of my garage. So a couple of mates came and they trained with me at the garage. And then a couple more came. And it wasn't until my neighbors like knocked on our door one day and they're like, you can't keep doing this. Like there was parking, like cars were parked <laughs> on our nature strip and we were running up the roads and training out on like the footpath. And we're like, oh, okay, maybe we can't. And so it grew. And I said to, I uh, started looking around for warehouses and I said, found this place. And um, I said to the guys, I was like, hey, look, if you want to pay, um, I think it was like $40 a week or $37.50 a week um, membership, I'll I'll use what savings I've got and we'll open a gym. Yeah. And the guys are like, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so that's that's how we started and... And that's um, that's how that's how we started here, and then well, a bit of a, a risk taker in a way. Maybe at the time you didn't see it as a risk, or I'm not, man. Like I'm I'm half Scottish and half English. Yeah. And if I go to buy, You're pretty a, not tight people usually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. I go to buy a jumper, I'll like be analysing in my head. <laughs> if I buy this jumper, I can have the jumper. But if I bought that jumper that's half the price i could also buy right yeah, yeah other things so for me like this was a huge risk and i, and I went home and spoke to amanda and and she's like just do it yeah. like why not you know what's what's the worst that can happen yeah and um i said yeah she's like worst can happen we sell off all the gear that you buy and and the lease we we sign off the lease to someone and yeah. that's that's how we did it um and then we found this place. We turned up here on the first day, and I think you actually came. Yeah, I've been here a few times day, over the years, yeah. And we had to kick the tenants out. Yeah, yeah? They wouldn't leave. No, they wouldn't leave. So we had to kick them out. A bunch of us turned up on Auckland anniversary weekend on the Friday. We kicked the, the tenants out that hadn't paid rent for like eight months here. And um, we turned it around in, in three days. I think I came on the second day of Yeah. It? Yeah, I he think was working you, hard. Yeah, so we turned hard. it. We turned it around in three days, and it went from being a mess. Like there was just like mezzanines everywhere, and holes in walls, and one of the toilets was broken. There was no showers, so I don't know how they lived here without that. But um, what were they? What were they? Um, what business was it? It was plastics. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was plastics. So yeah, we opened up. We took lease over on the Friday of the anniversary weekend and we opened up on the Tuesday mm. um, and with minimal equipment yeah like which you could back in the days yeah, like yeah, yeah. two rowers was a luxury yeah yeah um, and then we, yeah, we've just expanded from there how many years has it been since we just finished our eight year affiliate yeah. but we were open before the affiliate yeah, yeah. kicked in um, so this I think at the end of this year will be 10 years yeah yeah Man, awesome, man. Yes. Um, you know, when that thing went down with Glassman, did you think like a lot of other people or nah, you were pretty sweet um, with staying on board? Because, um, you know, yeah, a lot of people jumped off CrossFit. I think it couldn't have happened at a worse time in New Zealand yeah. um, or, or worldwide, I think. I think it was the vulnerability that a lot of box owners were in with the COVID lockdowns and that, thinking, yeah. what are we going to do? Yeah. And then I think that came out and everyone's just like, okay, we've got over this mess. And then he's done this. So I didn't know 
what I was going to do. Um, I felt that CrossFit as a brand is a great brand, mm. but I think what CrossFit added here wasn't didn't didn't matter. So I think what CrossFit Kiyomaya was wasn't anything to do with what Greg Glasman was doing yeah. in 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 America and what he said. I don't think that if CrossFit as a brand was tarnished, I don't think it reflected on what we thought. Right, right, right. Um, so we um denied. Um, and then I spoke to a few of the guys that have been around for a while. And I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of good guys along the way that have helped as a sounding board that have been in CrossFit for a fair while. Um, and I think we all kind of said the same thing, you know, CrossFit, what's happening in CrossFit in America or, or wherever in the world doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your, your, your members, the potential member walks into the gym looking for CrossFit, but they don't, they, they stay because of the program and the coaching and, and the atmosphere and the environment that you create. Um, and I don't think it's anything that Greg Glasman can do or, or anyone around the world who does something else. Mm. Um, I don't think that's, that should not reflect on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I saw a lot of people uh, jump off, but then like um, the new owner has been, it seems like he's been really good. And then there's a few people who ended up ha- uh, staying in that were sort of thinking about jumping out. And it's, it seems really good since then, yeah, since I, the new owner. I think it's really From good. I've seen it, he's been cool. Yeah, and I think what's really helped us, and you would have known, obviously, when you, you were an affiliate owner, is New Zealand was kind of forgotten. <laughs> You know, like it's it's kind of like, and it's and it's the same in anything here, like equipment, sales, and everything like that. We're we're like the little brother that's forgotten, a little bit behind kind of there. Yeah, so I think for us to get direction in CrossFit, someone in New Zealand CrossFit has had to step up and um and be the sounding board, um and and give his and a couple of the older older heads of CrossFit had to do that on their own backs yeah, yeah. whereas now they've it's way better you know you've they've they've put into an australian um guy who's controlling new zealand and and like you matt swifts and, and that are, are, are being the head of that and there there's a lot more um kind of emails being sent out and, and a lot more yeah, yeah yeah and i think i think it's way better it's yeah. it's one it's run like it was always good i think the brand of what crossfit is has been phenomenal mm. But I think what they're doing now is real good. Yeah, I think it definitely helps out the affiliate owner because I mean I think for 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 a little bit there, I think towards the end of the Glasman era, the the question was for an affiliate owner, what do we get? Yeah, like yeah. what are we actually really oh, yeah, getting? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we started to have to pay for the journal on top of our affiliation yeah, yeah. and and that kind of stuff. Whereas now it seems to be a lot more. Um, and I mean, when we were over at Torian a couple of weeks ago, they had a massive gathering for all the affiliate owners. So if they wanted to go, they could go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot more positives coming out now. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, I I've been doing the knees over toes program maybe yep. like six, seven months, and I in between there, like I'll do a wad here and there, and um, I did a little bit at F45. My brother-in-law, sister-in-law jumped in a few classes, did different things. I've done yeah all sorts of different types of training, but. It's the CrossFit's still like the best from what I've tried. Yep. Um, I don't know. There's something mag- yeah magical about it. Like I did a workout the other day in the garage just on my own, and it's just nothing that um, that I've found compared. Even though like the other stuff is like hit style training and that, it yep. just it doesn't seem, feel the same. 
yeah, I don't know, it's just the structure, and I don't know. But to me, that's what I've found from my experience. I'm not, not, I'm not bagging at any other style. No. But um, yeah, I just think it's the most well-rounded. And yeah, it just depends on the coach and the owner and the coach trainers to, to deliver yeah, the pure essence of it. And, 100%. And, I, yeah. think, I think there's a flavor to every training. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, you know, there's, there's a fitness program out there for everyone yeah um and and i mean i think it's it's up to that person to enjoy it mm. and if they don't enjoy it find something else yeah, you know yeah. whether that be boxing or or mma or, or like you said f45 like there's there's no bad mm. thing out there as long as you're moving and keeping healthy then that's a bonus yeah yeah one of the things that stood out was just i know mean, it's some people get put off but i think just the harder it's tough man you know and in terms of like the workout itself, getting out of the breath, but then the skills, the learning, because a lot of the, the other um, styles of training maybe doesn't have that style of learning and it's quite stimulating. Yeah. And just how hard it is. And I just found like sort of almost like a spiritual uh, experience sometimes that eh? really, uh, you know, testing yourself in all these different ways. And I don't know, I just, you know, I feel like I don't get to that place when I do other things. Yeah, I think there's always growth, I think, yeah. in, in, in this training. And I think even the more the higher you get and the higher skilled you get, there's still stuff you can either um, learn or oh, I didn't do too well in that movement or I didn't do too well at that competition. So I'm going to yeah. strip my stuff back and I'm going to go forward more. Yeah. You know, um, I wasn't happy with how I'm moving in this movement. So I'm going to strip it all back and I'm going to move forward. Yeah. So there's always that progression. And I don't think anyone ever masters yeah, what we I'm do sure. here. Yeah. Um, you know, even those top one percent athletes, I don't think they've ever quite mastered that total total yeah. outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the thing. It's there's always um, that 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 next level you can go to. Mm. But I also think the way it's evolved since we first started, where it was the ex athlete or the ex-army or, or military mm. person yeah, 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 yeah. that want to come out and, yeah. and, and pretty much every CrossFit gym was rusty, dirty, shirts off after the warm-up <laughs> to now it's evolving where you got people like my mum doing it or, yeah. or you know, people that never thought it was possible walking into a gym and, and, and high-fiving, you know, a top athlete and, yeah. and getting in in that community. So I think it's... The evolution of CrossFit is not only just the athlete and how high they've come, it's also the entry-level athlete that are coming into the gym and, and like, CrossFit scares scares the crap out of me to, no, I'm going to go in and I'm going to turn up every day or every second day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the evolution is is, is keeping and it's, it's, it's high, mm. yeah. Uh, you know, when you first get into it, you know, you love the coaching community and stuff like that. What are some of the things, uh, you know, you've had to learn along the way because you realize you quickly realize there's a lot more uh you know it's running in an affiliate the business um you know so yeah so talk us through that 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 uh side of things like what i've learned from it yeah like you know you would have had to do like um you know all the numbers and ta- you know taxes and, you know just yeah all the other stuff that you don't know about until you get into it um the biggest, just that journey yeah yeah the biggest thing i've learned and i'm still learning um, is you can't you can't do everything you think you can, um, and 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 be open for me is to learn off. You can learn it off anything. 
Um, so, I mean, for me, it was my, the hardest thing for me because I love coaching so much was, was to actually step back and from the coaching aspect, work more on the business and then just make a really, really good coaching team that it doesn't matter um, who takes the class. They, the, 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 the members thrive off that as well. So, yeah. I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing was to step back and if you're, if you're running the gym, and that's all you've got. If you're all in on the gym, then you've got to go all in on making that a business. If you just want to be a coach and you love coaching, um, then I think those part-time gyms are, are, find it really hard. And I think that's where burnout comes into to that coach. Yeah. I think there's, there's burnout everywhere. But I think if you're trying to hold together a nine-to-five and, and do a CrossFit affiliate these days... I think it's really hard and and anyone who should do it i take my hat off to them because yeah, it's yeah. hard work it's it's hard work for me and i'm all in on this yeah yeah do you find because you said you love the coaching i know you love weightlifting as well we've talked about weightlifting over the years um like i found that i had you end up doing stuff that you don't want to do to grow the business but it's a necessary part of the growth eh? yeah and then like trying to work back to but i guess you, the things that you enjoy changes as well eh you know, like from coaching or the community, you know, but you're managing your coaches or doing coaching development or marketing. You might be doing marketing or, you know, things like that. Yeah, I mean, there's always there's always things to do. Like, um, like I I did in my early years of, of, of when I was starting, to, starting PTing and that. And, and one thing I hate is the old walking into a business and, and handing out cards or, or inviting people into a free trial. So, um the marketing side of things is difficult, but I think there's been some really good things along the way that we've learned and picked up off other affiliate owners. And, and the good thing I like about New Zealand um, affiliate owners, especially the older guys, is um, they have no problem helping. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, 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 if you want to learn how to do something, you shoot them a me- an email or take them out for a coffee, they'll, they'll help. Yeah. Um, so I think from a marketing thing there's been some really good guys who have, who have led the way in marketing so i think marketing's good um but biggest thing for me is 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 yeah having to take off that coach's hat and having to be a a boss yeah yeah um hard conversations <sighs> i'm actually we're, we're actually really lucky i think our coaching staff like is is really good and i know every gym would say that <laughs> but yeah no it's for me it's um hasn't been too I'm lucky there hasn't been too many hard yeah, conversations yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what's been like your uh, I guess uh, challenge yeah challenge and like your yeah funnest funnest thing of it all you know I guess yeah challenges or biggest challenge biggest challenge and you know something you enjoy uh, um, most about it all I think challenging I think the way CrossFit is with community and how tight everyone is, I think it's still, um, you know, it's still, it still upsets you a little bit when, when someone leaves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I think it, but it's kind of like when, when, when a mate moves away, Yeah. you know, so I think, I think that's, that's always hard. I think even when people plan and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm moving in six months. When that, when that six months comes, you're like, damn it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, or, or people move out of the area. Yeah. It, it happens, but I think, I think it's still hard to yeah. take that. Yeah. Um, the fun thing, um, there's heaps, you know, yeah. like 
every day is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think every day is fun for the members if they're coming and doing a workout. Yeah, yeah. But I think after them, you know, leaving with a smile on their face and, and having that time to let out all that energy and all that, I think it's... Um, That's cool. Um, yeah. The... Uh, like, what's the sort of vision or are you sort of just trying to improve slowly each year or is there a certain thing that you want to hit for uh, the gym yeah yeah <sighs> we'll just slowly improve things like, yeah I've talked to different people and some just want to make you know adjustments each year and then some have like some big grand uh, vision that they have for their gym or business yeah I think I think for us it's we've always been about the community the strong the being being strong in the community and and for me i'd rather keep i'd rather keep a hundred members than find a hundred new members mm. so i think for me i'd rather a tight-knit community where everyone comes in and trains all the time um rather than having to bring in a whole lot of new people so i think for me it's it's keep our community as tight as it is now and and let it uh, and then have other people come in to join that um I, there'll be never an expansion for a second Kia Maya. Yeah, yeah. Um I think what we have here is um, is good you know um, it's unique it's unique yeah we've been here for a long time um, you know I don't know I don't know if we'll go bigger yeah um, but there'll definitely be there won't be another gym there won't be like a, a second one or, or something like that um, yeah. other than that I think just keep doing what we're doing um yeah like i'm you know we've got some real good young athletes coming through from the sports side of crossfit but we've also got a whole lot of masters athletes um now too so you really enjoy the the competition side of thing programming and i mean yeah because you you know you're developing a lot of uh great athletes and yeah yeah i mean I, i love programming um i think and I, and I like programming my for for the gym myself. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we we've got some real good guys here that do help out as well. So a couple of our coaches will will put in their thoughts and and um, when they when they coach a class, they can put their own flavor on the program. So if yeah. they've got stuff they want to include into that, then that's that's totally fine as well. Um, and then yeah, like the competition side of things, um, it's just growing. So I think we got we do a comp squad, um, which is open to anyone who wants to learn how to comp what the competition floor is um, like, and I think that's up to forty people. Yeah, awesome. At yeah. the moment, so yeah. it's definitely growing. Good, good yeah. fun. I have a barbell club as well. Yeah, we run four Olympic lifting classes a week, um, which is probably our popular most popular class. So yeah, um, yeah, a couple of good lifters coming out of there too. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's good fun, the old uh, lifting and that. And um, uh, you got um, a bunch of different things there. Physio, was it physio up here? Uh, I've got a massage therapist. Massage therapist. Yeah, so he's up here. He's um, Dan, uh, body by Dan. He's um, real good. He's, um, yeah, he just comes upstairs. He's got the whole whole room, which we're sitting in now. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Always, always um, having different... Uh, yeah, that's, what I, that's the way I saw like CrossFit like uh, from the early days. Then you started to have to add like different things, whether it was a massage or physio or nutrition. Yeah, uh, you had to slowly add, or it just maybe improve what you had and, and tidy it up. And because yeah, people had different different needs and things like that. Eh? It's just the way it was getting more professional. Eh? 
hundred percent. And you can see it like even the more aware you become of your body yeah. with CrossFit, like or like back playing league, you'd have a niggle in your shoulder and you're like, oh, it'll be all right. You know, um, strap it up for the next year, yeah. next week. Um, and you didn't think too much of it because mm. back then it was a niggle. Whereas yeah. here, you know, you have something tight in your shoulder. You, you, f- I think you feel it a lot more and you break it down a lot more Yeah. because um, you know your body so well. So, um, but I think like eight years ago, nine years ago, and you would have known coming from league and, and sporting background is when would have you ever got a foam roll and rolled out before a <laughs> yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or stretched. Yeah. You know, you'd stretch at the end of a training session on a, a Tuesday. A little bit on the calves. And which you wouldn't <laughs> stretch. You'd like hold one stretch in a conversation yeah. and then you'd go probably to the pub when you're in seniors and, and have a beer. Um, so I think what this has done is... Um, I think it's made people more aware of how to look yeah, after yeah. themselves way better. Yeah, yeah. In the education side of things, I see you always uh, doing different courses. You even did the Australian, is it the Australian? Australian Strength and Conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, did that. Different stuff, eh? Yeah. Um, it's a big part of, you know. Yeah, life. so I make it, it's a bit hard now not traveling, mm. um, just at the moment. But every year I try to um, go, go somewhere and... Um, pick a course that I kind of want to do and, and yeah. do that. Um, and it was really good back then. We, I think with with the CrossFit style of training and that, and, and then the the more you can do, um, whether it be the gymnastics course, the weightlifting course and anything mm. like that, I think that's always that scope to, to upskill. Yeah. Um, I try and make it a goal to go somewhere once a year and do a course mm. um, and do something online, mm. uh, whether that be... Um, something totally not not related into to the cool stuff, so the gymnastics and that kind of stuff. So, I've just finished a um, the sport, um, like a sport mental kind All of. Right, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, the the guy who coaches the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not sure who that guy is. Um, is that Justin Sua? Nah, it's not him. Different so guy, oh. yeah, it's the coach for the Seattle Seahawks, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he started this. Um, mindset kind of course yeah, that he's yeah. done. Um, Nathan Cleary from Penrith Panthers has, has done it. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, so it's it's an online course, and you can just choose all this these yeah. these different workshops, and and that's what you, and you just sign that off, and you're just going through your own um, time with that. So I've just done that, just completed that one. It's quite good. It's oh, nice. The, it's more mental sort of. Yeah, 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 and, and, and your mindset change and, and that kind of shift. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be sport-related. It can yeah. be anything we do with work and that. So I found that really interesting. Um, the Australian Strength and Conditioning course is awesome. Yeah. What's um, had the biggest impact on, because you said you, you love programming, on your, yeah. your programming and your thought about training and yeah. coaching. What's had the what, – what, what course or – what course? Or, or thing you've learned, you know. If, um, for me, I think um, StrongFit was a big one for yeah. me. That changed a lot of things. And even um, recently doing the knees over toes yeah. has helped me like think about things differently. Even though it's about the knees, it's made, it's made me think about the whole body. Yeah, I think I think StrongFit was really good. Um, I think that's really good. Uh, the Carl Paoli one, yeah. freestyle um, connection was really good. Um, just the way he delivers it and the, his understanding around the body. But um, 
I think every course I've done, I don't think there's been a course where I've walked out and said, oh, no, I didn't really learn anything. Right, right, right. Um, I think there's something you can learn off everyone, yeah. Um, whether it be someone doing a course or someone walking down the street, I yeah. think. Um, I think if you're not open to learning, then you shut yourself off and that's where you're putting a ceiling on your, yeah. on your development. So there's always something to learn and it can be off, you know something that the kid brings home from school mm. and explains something I think um, so I don't think there's any one course that's really opened up my mind um, I mean I still use and you might laugh at this but I still use I did Paul Check. oh he's a man program design yeah, years no, he's a legend. years yeah, yeah. ago probably 12 years ago I did yeah, yeah. that and I still follow that concept and put that into my no, no, programming I wouldn't love it he's a man yeah no, um, so I think that's quite good I think yeah I mean there's so much out there. So you just grab bits and pieces from you know different places, different courses, different resources. That's yeah, yeah. That, I just I always admire that you constant learner, you know, and um, don't because you know sometimes we can think that we know know it all or this my way is the highway. But I think because yeah. um, like seeing you know through the box it's grown and obviously it's a reflection of the owner, you know, because you've grown then the box will grow and, and evolve. You know what I mean? That's the way I sort of see it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think it's, I mean. I think a big part of that, though, is I think it's, um, yeah, I mean, programming is a good thing, but I think it can stem from from your coaches, yeah. I think, too. I think if you can have the best program in the world, but if you've got no one to, to, to put that to people, yeah. then it's, it's hard. So I think it's, um, I mean, I've said it heaps of times, but I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in what we've got here and what makes us so special here mm. is the coaches too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, we're lucky. Um, but I think it's a, it's a whole, it's yeah. a whole, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not a boss. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally a person here who coaches classes and programs. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do the coaches development thing or you just sort of chat between classes or before yeah I think we just chat between classes yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm always asking for feedback on how I can be better yeah um, to to all of our guys and and what they'd like to see in a class or what they can what can make this gym better because mm. um, I think that's again something that you can learn off and I think no matter how long you've been in the game for you've always got a bias mm. right you can be, have a bias in the way you run your gym you can have a bias in the way you program how you train yourself um, so I think having that external um, outreach that you can have people say hey now nah, how about we do it this way or or this is good but this could make it better yeah um, so I think that's for me that's a big thing mm. yeah what do you think people are missing that you see like most commonly missing like they come into the gym to train consistently um, what do you see some of the biggest things that I guess is tips that you could give out to people that people are missing in their overall health and fitness and well-being um i think if depending on what your goals are i think the whole concept of you got to train harder to get your results or you got to train more to get your results i think it's and i think being older now um is sometimes it's not the way it's 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 putting everything together so to lose weight it's not smashing yourself in the gym for six times a week. You could get the best, more benefit probably of training three times a week and eating healthy. Mm. You know, um, 
you know, it could be a case of if you want to go out and have a drink with your mates, don't, you know, have light have have light beer or, or mm. you know, low cow beer or or change the drink up. I think it's the whole concept of I've got to do more in the gym to get more outside of the gym where it's not. Like if if you're fit, then go and go for a hike. If you're fit, go for a surf or or play with your kids, but. You know, you don't have to spend every hour of the day in a gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Uh, speaking of kids, kids, uh, I guess there's a bit of a more of a um, selfish question, I guess. You know, you got daughters, they're older than mine. Yep. Um, how is that? Like, you know, I've, I've sort of planned out their life in my head, but obviously that's not going to go to plan. Uh, yep. <laughs> they're really telling me what to do and uh, bullying me. Uh How's that with, you know, we're, I guess similar in terms of, you know, health, fitness, sports. Uh, we, what's your mindset around, you know, developing uh, your kids? And, you know, there's some of them are a little bit more pushy, some of them more like, you know, find your own way. Like, yeah, what's your approach? Um, I think, uh, and I've learned this, I think, working in schools and stuff, I think, for a kid. See, when I was growing up, it was league. That's all I could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if, if, if that, like, if I wanted to play a different sport, you could. Yeah. But you wouldn't get like it was rugby league. Um, I think now with the way the kids are, I think if you can get them into multiple sports, and then it's a process of elimination. So with my oldest, she plays netball, she swims, and she does weightlifting with me. Um, but along those ways, to find those three sports that she now enjoys, we've had heaps. You know, she's had goes at soccer, touch football. Um, ballet um all that kind of stuff and and she's i think from there it's if they don't try multiple things and how do you know if they're any good yeah 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 um you know she she's tried to run but you know she prefers to 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 do discus and, and play netball mm. and and weightlift than she does to go and run around the block yeah um so i think the more scope you can give that kid a kid to develop sport the better they're going to be rather than just push them one way. Yeah, because yeah. I think you see this all the time with athletes who have been swimming or or throwing shot put for their whole life or, or something like that. Burnout's going to happen. Yeah. Um, because they've been doing the same thing all the time and always having that pressure to do really well at that sport. Now, that's that's awesome. But the way a kid is, you know, gone are the days of when we grew up where you're kind of out climbing trees and falling down and, and picking yourself up again kids seem to be more um they're kind of not scared but they kind of don't want to shoot it for a risk yeah so i think for them it's it's find something that they like and they enjoy and then you know the talent will come mm. yeah yeah i have um i've been trying to do like little su subliminal messages uh, like i've got a little kids basketball hoop in the house yeah but i don't say to play just leave it there i leave a basketball in the car yeah and so she, hopefully she sees it we watch it um we go to games and stuff so yeah. hopefully there's that <laughs> but um, i don't say like you have to play you know no no i've, I've started to do that with my youngest <laughs> just to um, see it you know yeah, i've yeah. started to do that with my youngest like i'll go like the other day i went to rebel sport and i bought a, a rugby league ball yeah and like I was like, should we go to the park and <laughs> and, and kick? And and then like you're teaching them how to tackle. And um, next minute you're, you're giving them 
<laughs> but I don't I don't know if that's gonna work. Yeah, and, I'm just I'm just trying to subtle, you know, like Yeah. Not yeah. not saying anything, just leaving it around. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's I think they'll find their own I think if you're active and you're always active, I think they're gonna find their own their yeah, own yeah, flavour. Yeah, yeah. Um and then when they find that flavour, if they truly love it, I yeah. think that's where the talent's going to come into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, speaking of training, man, how's your training going? What, what's going on with uh, your fitness journey? Off-season. Off <laughs> I, I am now in an off-season. Um, I've literally had probably the busiest start to the year of competition um, that I've had crossfitting, yeah. I think. Um, I've, been, I've been real happy with how I've gone. Um, but now looking forward to a good six months off. I just got back from Torian a few weeks ago and I still don't know if I'm recovered from that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so now we've got, I think, just more coaching now. So we've got about five teams going down to New Zealand Nationals. Me, me, yeah, yeah. Um, and a few um, individual guys going for it. So I think for me now it's six months of just coaching and I'll train, jump in every now and then. Um, keep the young fellas on their toes, and then, um, and then, with my highly scaled workouts. But um, nah, then I think I'll get back into it. I want to go back to Torian Pro next year. Yeah, you really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. it was an eye opener. So yeah. I think um, again, it was kind of the feeling you got when I first started at those big competitions, oh, yeah. where you kind of you're good, but you can be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some of those guys, you know, you're going up against, you know, you like Callum and, and Ryan from, from Oz and, and Josh, like the way they compete is totally different to the way you'd compete in the gym. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's finding where I went wrong yeah, and then putting that into practice for next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's always good to have something to um, shoot for eh, in your training and stuff like that. Yeah. I think... Um, for me, doing the, the knees over toes thing is taking it back to the early days of CrossFit because I'm getting um, like a lot of gains, but and that, that that keeps you coming back excited. Yeah, hundred percent. You I know, think. just like my calf raise, you yeah. know, my tibialis raise. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting stronger, and they, even though they're like weird exercises, I'm seeing progress. But the knees over toes program is awesome. Um, yeah, because I'm. Um, Amanda's cousin, he's a, he's obviously he plays basketball for um, Melbourne this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, you see all that kind of background of basketball and what knees over toes does, yeah. and that flows onto different sports. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's those little things, and um, I think, and that's going back to something you could recommend for I think younger athletes coming through is when when accessories and stuff that are uncool yeah. that don't look cool on Instagram and that are programmed they're the ones you want to be doing yeah, yeah, you know yeah. they're the program you know banded bicep curls and, and, and calf raises are just as important as jumping up and doing a set of 15 ring muscle ups yeah, yeah. because they're the ones that are going to keep you being able to do those muscle ups to for train, longer yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah non-stop you yeah. know I, I wish I did those accessories and, and strong fit you know where you're doing those sandbag carries and, yeah. and bear hug holds yeah they suck but they're going to keep you strong and, yeah. and going for longer. Mm. Yeah, for sure, man. 100%. And, yeah. like, um, I found it's just, like, everybody, you know, I've learned that you have to have that Torium Pro or that, that program that you're excited about yep. to keep you training, whether it's a challenge or competition, yeah. like, where you're excited to turn up. 
Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is for everyone, it will be different. Um, but I find it's made my training really exciting for the last six months, you know? 100%. You yeah, got that yeah. dead, you, it's not a deadline, but you got that, okay, this is where I want to be yeah. now. And, and, and if you've got something in that, like a, like a top competition, you can't move the goalposts on that. Like yeah. you can't call up yeah. and say, hey, sorry, I'm not quite ready. Can I have another month? Yeah. Can you move it back a month so I'm ready? It's, it's, it's now or then. Like yeah. if you're not ready, you're not ready. Mm. Um, but I think that's also a really good thing of, of those co- top competitions now is you've got to qualify. Mm. So if you've qualified, you're good enough. Yeah. yeah. And, and now that I've transitioned from, you know, from the box and so like a normal job at a school like I can I can more relate to the members coming in and like that's their highlight yep and so you got to enjoy your training I guess for people listening as well like or your sport or whatever because so I look forward to it every day you know from um, from your work or study or whatever you got to yeah just have, make sure it's something you enjoy yeah. I think it flows on like you said you know it's, it's infectious like yeah. being happy and enjoying training is infectious to yeah. everyone around you yeah. um, and I think and you know this as a coach, and, and I do this. If I've had a bad day outside, um, like if something's happened or one of the girls have got in trouble, which is very rare, um, or, or so I've heard something bad happen back home, what happens out there shouldn't reflect of what happens inside the gym. Yeah. So take a couple of deep breaths, set yourself, because your outside problems shouldn't reflect on someone's best hour of their day yeah, when they yeah. come in here or, or their training session. Yeah. Um, and I think that should flow on to anyone. I think yeah. it's that when you walk into a gym, um, and we say this all the time to our members, when you walk through those doors, this is the time for you. This isn't something to reflect on what happened outside. So think about having fun here and then it normally makes the problem way easier because yeah. you're not dwelling on it. Yeah. Um, I think and it's infectious, you yeah. know, you know, banter or whether it's coming in and, and, and teasing someone for half an hour and getting it back and yeah. and that. I mean, the amount of times people swear at me after a workout <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I know that's good because I think that that shows care, Yeah. yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, man, like I saw a post recently about how doctors, you know, they prescribe, I mean, they do great work, uh, but, you know, a lot of them prescribe pills and medication yep. and stuff. Whereas, you know, the great work you and your team are doing, you know, you're prescribing was it breathing or nutrition, more stretching and yeah. community. There's these things that uh, think, I think society doesn't um, realize how important it is or value, you know, what what uh, a gym or community, you know, sport or something like that is. Yep. Yeah. How much, you know, the, the prescription that comes from it. I, and I think Drink you, more water, you know, stuff like that. have a laugh more, you know, stuff like that. And I think you saw that at like in our lockdowns, Yeah. you know, like when we were locked down for three months, you know, gyms weren't allowed to be open. Um, so what happened? There was there was a massive surge in people getting outside and moving and yeah. exercising because they like to be outside. You know, yeah. if, if you're in four walls all the time, you're going to go insane. Yeah. And I think the it, it makes no sense when COVID hit and we went into a three-month lockdown, people are like, I'm going to start getting fit now because... They don't want to be cooped up in the house. But then as soon as we can go back to normality and normal life, as normal as we're going to get, which is here in New Zealand, people then go back into that whole thing and they watch Netflix and, yeah. and they and they sit inside and there's no kids outside playing anymore or, or parents out walking. They go back into that time. So it's only desperate measures that bring people out, whereas we need to change that and you need to get out. Yeah. You know? No, that's, yeah, that's... that's um 
great advice there. Um, just the school holidays, so I've got the school holidays. Usually I do a bit of coaching. I've done a little bit this holidays, but I've done a Monday and Wednesday. I'm going to do Friday tomorrow. Yeah. I, I've um, I caught up with guys to do some work at an orchard. Yeah. And a part of that was obviously more income as well, but it was part of it was just getting outside yep. and getting in the dirt and doing like man's work because I'm, I'm in this classroom all day, every day. Yeah. And um, in the gym because I love the gym. But I was like, man, I think I need to get outside. And then, so the first half of the day, because I love podcasts, yeah. I just, um, I don't listen to anything. Yeah. It's just me. And I just try to be empty because I feel like I'm, when I'm in a normal day, I'm always thinking about different things, planning ahead and, um, you know, the classroom relationship, what I'm going to say here, what I'm going to do there. And I just don't, I just try not to think and just see what pops into my head. And it's, it's been really cool. Yeah. Um, connecting like that with, uh, and then the second half, I listen to podcasts because I get a bit bored, but. Um, yeah, it's been good doing just half a day of like just silence and just working. Just have your own thoughts and, and that kind yeah, of stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't carry my phone or nothing. Just, I'm just trying to like disconnect because I feel like my normal everyday is I'm really connected yep. in a way yep. through technology and stuff. No, nah, 100%. It's just, so I just thought it for the holidays just to see how it goes. But it's, been, it's felt really good. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same. I, I get that. Like my um, mother-in-law, she has a property up north yeah. and middle of nowhere. Like it's like population of like 20 people. And, um, so how much? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's halfway between Kaikoui and Whangarei, yeah. but on the back roads. And there's nothing out there. Like, they've just got a cell tower out there that you can get cell reached now. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, like six months. In and out. Yeah, like, so, like, if we needed to do an email, we'd have to drive 20 minutes to a cafe, like, to the local cafe slash pub slash restaurant yeah. slash everything and write an email. And that was like standing on a chair to get reception. <laughs> Trying to find the right spot. <laughs> but we take the kids up there and that's the only time where it's, you get outside and you play yeah. and, and like you with your thoughts, you know, and, and that's it. Cause there's nothing else else to do there. Like yeah. you watch some TV at the end of the um, day. But other than that, it's mowing, chopping, doing all that old school stuff where yeah. you kind of working on the property um, and it's it's so much better. Your days go for longer. Yeah. There's no stress, and there's nothing to really talk about. Of like, oh, did you hear this or <laughs> yeah. see this happened in Melbourne? There's yeah. like this. So I think the hype of what social media is and what it does creates total a lot of negativity through a day, a person's day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that like oh, I think um, I get caught up in it uh, two at times. You yeah. know, and then like when I come back from because I from the day I check my phone and I was like I missed nothing no you know what I mean 100% and, but when I'm in it you don't realise you're like oh I think I'm missing out of stuff yep but you're not no you know and there's just nothing happened like I don't think I can't remember the last <laughs> nothing time. important sorry no I can't remember the last time I bought a paper <laughs> yeah like a newspaper and I used to buy them all the time yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't even remember the last time I read a newspaper yeah. A because the New Zealand newspapers are really <laughs> weirdly designed like they're huge yeah, yeah, yeah. like the the australian one's like nice and yeah. compact but yeah um because <laughs> there's, there's nothing po- like no one's gonna write an article and an article's not gonna sell on a guy in hamilton doing something nice for a lady yeah when there's something like terrible happening where people are gonna because that wow factor right yeah so i think that whole media um thing it, it, it definitely escalates someone's mood yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so man uh, it's been a lot of fun a few final questions man yeah. um uh, greatest lesson your parents taught you be respectful i think um be respectful to your elders to, to, to anyone really i think um 
you know, I'm very much the old school board up, you know, you stand when someone leaves the dining room table, you call your, your friends, parents by their, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Um, and you ask for anything when you're in a house. Um, so I think it's just that respect. I think, um, yeah, helping, helping anyone that's less fortunate to you, I think is, is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, book that you had a big impact on your life that you recommend oh that's something a tough that stand, one something that stands out uh, Atomic Habits is real good hmm. James Clear Atomic Habits um, if you want something smaller I've you know I, um, if you want something shorter like short shot ones Tools of Titans is always a good yeah. one just because it's a lot of stories you can flip through that pretty quick oh, yeah. I've got that I haven't read it but uh, I've got it as a gift um, but I, I keep hearing about the Atomic Habits. Yeah, Atomic Habits is probably yeah. one of the better ones I've I've read in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. been a big impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to get that out. Yeah, heaps of people recommend yeah. it. Yeah. But I've got the tools of time, so I'm going to have to squeeze through that. Um, if you could leave a message on the billboard that everyone would see uh, each day on the way to work, like school, wherever they go, what, what message would you put on the billboard? Um... I think, I don't know. Um, I guess, so, like along the lines of whatever happens today doesn't matter because tomorrow's not something different. Yeah. Um, like, don't dwell on anything that um, doesn't need to be dwelled on. You know, I think you're always going to progress and move forward. Um, you know, bad things are always going to happen um, and we can't control that. So, there's no point trying to control something that's out of your reach. Mm. Yeah. No, I like that. Eh? A lot of people do that. Just dwell on the past or what happened, but you just got to move forward. Eh? Yeah. Can't happen. Um, last question, man, is just your definition of success. Um, uh, success. I think being able to live a life where you got no regrets after and you can spend the most time you can with anyone who brings value to your life and your loved ones. Um, I don't think money means anything. Um, I think more money sometimes brings more problems. Um, so I think the more time you can spend with people you enjoy um, and the more memories you make with those people is, is, is successful. Um, yeah, I don't think money or houses or, or cars means means anything because at the end of the day you can't take those with you um, and if anything you know bar the housing cars and stuff just cost you money you know so there's no point being successful with that no, awesome man um, where can people find you they um out on the shore uh, CrossFit Kiyomaya um, Kaimahi Road um, so yeah we're just down there uh, if not just hit us up on Instagram just that handle so at CrossFit Kiyomaya on Instagram and then that's about it but um, we're normally pretty much all around um, we're always at competitions and and yeah, no. so, yeah. lucky it's been a pleasure man thanks for your time and uh, keep up the great work uh, you and your team are doing man appreciate it and uh, you know as we mentioned before uh, the prescriptions and the things you guys are doing are making a massive impact so um, keep up the great work man no thanks for having me